Welcome back to this week's episode of the My Love of Golf podcast. Thank you for joining us from anywhere around the world where you choose to lug into us. We do appreciate everyone who takes the time out of their busy week to tune into the three of us, the M-Log Triumvirate down here in Australia, Melbourne, Brisbane, talking about golf, enjoying it, and enjoying what's happening in the golf at the moment uh, in different regards. And we'll talk a little bit about that because, as we said last week, massive week last week, the massive week in golf continues into this week. It's an open championship week. So we're going to talk about all of that. The guys are there waiting. Uh, the Melbourneites are fully frocked up in their My Love of Golf hoodies. Still unavailable, still very exclusive. Uh, we'll talk more about that later on. But, uh, oh, and Rocket's up there in Brisbane with his T-shirt on. Uh, like a true Brisbane, Brisbaneite in t-shirt weather. Done. Rocket will bring you in now. Gents, good evening. Rocket, how are you, mate? You well? <laughs> Always puts me in a good mood. Puts me in a good mood. That's all that matters. How are you, mate? It is because it's song number two off one of my m- most favourite albums of all time. Which is? Def Leppard Hysteria, 1987. There you go. Uh, are you well? I'm really good. Had a good week. The uh, Even though it was, a, we'll call it, felt like I was back in Melbourne with the breeze that was whipping through the place on on saturday so the um no sunday actually actually no saturday and sunday rat bags we had the uh golf lessons on the sunday morning <laughs> the class of 10 was a class of four because they couldn't handle the uh the cold weather and um yeah so a lot came from that they had a lot of fun got to learn hit bunker shots or try and hit bunker shots and uh and then for the last couple of days and especially tonight mrs rocket She's uh she's done her magic on on eBay. So we've been um, buying secondhand putters because the uh, the trio don't have any putters. So there's one, two, three secondhand uh, tailor made spiders that um I'll be getting, and then once I get those, we'll roll up to Wayne and get them cut down and get some nice grips on them. And also we've been Star Wars week, so we've been playing Star Wars Monopoly tonight. We've been we're down to the one more episode of The Mandalorian. Very Big good. Week. Well, for those that uh, might just be tuning in for the first time, welcome to the Mile of Golf podcast. For those that have been following the journey, uh, Rocket is uh, part of the team that is looking after the future of golf, uh, and he's got the triplets in... Growing the game. Growing the game. <laughs> True growing the game. So Rocket is um, in charge of... Um, you know, uh, the future of golf with the triplets, and uh, he's got them on board down at Brisbane. Is it Brisbane Central? Yeah, Brisbane Central. Good, faci- yeah. good facility down there. Yeah, it is. Although it's it's been a bit challenging, obviously with the the rain and stuff we've had up there. But I'm I like the facility. It's actually really good. Very People good. there are really good too. Uh, Mike, how are you? Uh, I I forget what button your um your music's on. Oh, there I it forgot is. I, I had music. Mike, Mike. <laughs> I, I forgot I had music. <laughs> no, you've got I, music. I actually saw a guy uh, last what? night wearing a hat that I was going to buy. Yeah. Like, if I if I see it, I'm going to buy it. And it was a grey baseball cap. But it must have been a Gatorade giveaway hat, and it just said Mike on the front. But the I was the Gatorade logo. It must have been made for Jordan back in the day. It looks so cool. 
Uh, we could have texted out that and that would have been classic. Uh, I thought you were going to say someone rolled the window down as you were driving home from Big Swing Golf last night after playing no. uh, St Andrews and, and they had Mike, Mike, Mike playing. They would give you a thumbs up, but no. Oh, that would be, be very weird if they did. Don't worry, it will happen. <laughs> it will happen on uh, the Mile of Golf Podcast. That's how big we are. Uh, no, that was, that was a joke. That was a joke. Hey, guys, big week. Uh, we spoke to Blakey last week. Blakey's chimed in on the... Uh, Discord, the Discord's growing. Great to have Blake in there. The only golf referee in Australia that was at Live Golf doing his thing. He chimed in. There was a bit of chat about that. A lot of chat about Live Golf. US Open, Canadian Open. The data at Lake is delivering in spades. There's a lot to get through, so let's crack on. We're not going to start without talking about a little bit of a review of Live Golf. It's a topic that's on the lips of every golf journalist there are, and every golfer. Um, there are so many opinions about live golf that have emanated through the Twitter sphere, through the Insta sphere, through any form of, um, you know, where you read your golf. There's so many opinions and they're all wide and varied. We're not going to go through all of them, but we've got to just, I guess, take stock of, you know, what happened and what is happening. And the thoughts, the discussion from the interviews that I've listened to, uh, no one really knows what's going to happen out of this. Everyone agrees that something's got to happen, i.e. PGA Tour. Otherwise, they're in strife. Um, it's just been such an interesting time to be listening to, for me, and I don't do a lot of the listening to the, the journalist talk. That's You guys do that. But I've got involved and I've listened because I'm trying to reconcile how I feel about it myself. And I'll start. So, you know, we might just have a couple of minutes each. Live golf. Did I watch it? Yes. Did I enjoy watching the coverage? In the main, for the way that I consume watching golf, I did. What does that mean? It means that it was con the condensed format, the the chopping and changing between different players on the park, on the on the on the golf on the park. I'm even talking like that when I talk about. Um, but you know, let's talk about the park. You know, it's four hours. It's like a big game of football, I guess. Um, the swapping between different players seeing different shots, it's quick, it's moving. You've got the leaderboard there. You know, there's a little bit of um, headspace required to understand the leaderboard and the teams, but, you know, that was pretty easy to follow. And it kept going. Yes, was it benefited by the fact that they've got endless buckets of cash and that they could pump it out on YouTube with no ads? Was that great to watch, no ads? Absolutely. Um, does it mean that there's two ads on commercial stuff that we watch? Absolutely. But, you know, that's a necessary part of the, the broadcasting. Did I watch it? Yes, I did. And did I enjoy it? In in the main, I did. Do I agree with the whole concept and where it's all coming from and how it's being funded? No, I don't. But I still don't know how I feel about it. You know, I still don't know how I feel about it as a long-term product. You know, the young guys, the young Aussies that have jumped on board, you know, they've changed their lives in four, not four days, I'm calling it four days, three days of golf. They've changed their lives. Um, other people, you know, the mid-packers, you know, like the Wades and... Um, uh, the English fellow that's my age. What's his name? Um, what's his name? Richard Bland. Richard Bland. You know, changed their lives for, you know, the way that they're going to finish their career in a number of ways. The big top guys, they don't need any more money. And, and you know, did they pump out the rhetoric? Yes, they did. Um, you know, did they read from the corporate manual? Yes, they did. Um, was it exciting watching Henny Duplessis and, and Charles Swartzel you know, win? No, probably wasn't. Wasn't the ending that you'd really expect from a, a large golf tournament. Okay, that happens in golf tournaments. But did I watch it? Yes. Would I watch it again? Yes. The point for me is, 
the format was enjoyable. The format I watched and the way that I consume watching golf, and I explained this to someone else, I consume golf different to you two. That's why we work sort of on this together. You guys are, tell me if I'm wrong, and I'm speaking out of school, really engaged at that competitive, the top end, the performances, you know, and, and the data lake is proof of that. You know, you follow that and that you, you're involved with who's what and where. I just want to see him and I want to see him and I want to see him. I don't like get getting bogged down in feature groups or, or the long-term view on individual players for a long time. I like to see a bit of everything. So that's that's my, my sort of take, if that made sense. Did any of that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Rocket, you're nodding your head, but uh, this is yep. an audio form, so you, there's something in yep. the head. Yeah. Yep. Okay. If I, if I nod my head fast enough, it might make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> No, it makes course, sense. Of course, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see Rocket nodding. He said, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Picked up another f- subscriber during the week. Thanks very much. Um, nearly at 160. Might be, my, might be my mate um, Chris up in uh, Mackay. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, you guys, you, you were all over the PGA Tour. We know that. And, mm. you know, and well done on the data lake uh, work, both of you, and the tipping and the f- uh, it was just awesome. No, data lake is all him. Yeah. Oh, I just, I'm, I'm just his hype man. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh, you watch it, Rocket? Liv. Who, 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 yeah. Who wants to? Who wants to go first? You want to go next, Rocket, or do you want me to talk about my thoughts on? Oh, you go. All right. Um. So your original question: Did we watch? It? Yeah, I watched it. I watched uh, round. I think it was round two. Um. What did I think? There was some things that I quite liked. Um, I was actually quite impressed at the way they chopped up video from that morning. Uh, I think it was Big Hud, Big Hudson Swarford, his pre-round routine and getting up. I mean, he would have landed that day and DJ and those guys are flying in the day before the tournament. So this wasn't pre-recorded. This was day of. So they recorded him getting up, having his brekkie, what he does in the morning, how he gets to the course. And they were literally playing it in the coverage as he was walking on the first tee or off the first tee. So to chop that all up is pretty good. And that was, you know, something a little bit different. And I think that's what we kind of have talked about getting is something different and something new. Um, you're right. Everyone's talking about it. So my mum called me to talk about it. My mum doesn't follow golf. She wouldn't have a clue. She knows who Cam Smith is um, because he's got a mullet and he's on TV a bit the last few months. But other than that, she doesn't follow, follow golf in any way, shape or form. So for her to call me, it's clearly, and I would have had about 10,000 people want to talk about how the ins and outs, I'm, I'm well and truly over it. Um, for me, I, I, I'm, I'm a pretty rational, logical sort of guy. Um, so far, we've been promised by the live guys and, and, and third leg Greg that this is something new and it's what the people want and it's going to change the game. A world tour, um, it's, you know, it's eight tournaments, not five of them are in America. It's stroke play. It's 54 holes. It's exactly the same as the PGA Tour. It's not different outside of the fact that it's one less round. There's teams which didn't, I mean, they kept talking about the teams, but I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even really understand how the scores are working. It took me a bit to get my head around it. Um, I'm not saying there's not stuff there to build on, but for me, if the difference between what I'm currently consuming isn't good enough, but this they're saying this will be better and it's one less round and, and it's a shotgun start. I'm not seeing it. It needs to be more mm-hmm. if it's going to be enjoyable. And and yes, if more players, big names go across, then yes, it, it will work more. But then does it just become what I'm watching or what I was watching before? 
and realistically the only difference is the money. Um, and I've got no interest in the money. It doesn't help me. It doesn't As a consumer, that doesn't help me. It doesn't do anything for me. It does great things for DJ and Bryson and Phil, but I don't care. Um, and then, yeah, where it leads, and we've talked a bit, and I'm sure Rocket will touch on it too, around how does it interact with the other tours, you know, like we've talked a bit about the PGA Tour and how it works for them. Obviously, they don't want to play and, and wh- where the Euro Tour ends up. I just uh, I think it's all a little bit confusing on, on what the, the long-term plan is, and I think a lot of it's still coming together um i'm certainly not really fussed about it will i watch the next one maybe i don't know it's it I had a bit of a i'll say a spat with a gentleman who decided to slide into my um conversation on twitter with someone and he was um he i basically said oh, it's pretty hard to support just because it's in the middle of the night like for us it's the middle of the night it's a shotgun start i can't find oh, i can't find one. the results and and this bloke was like well it was pretty easy to watch if you just turn on your know, YouTube and and then you know the results were on every single news channel the next day. I'm like, well, no, they weren't. I'm not the only one that was. I mean, I literally have bet golf for 25 years and I've watched it for as long and I literally consume it daily. And I'm telling you, I couldn't find the, the results anywhere. Um, and yeah, they they that afternoon they'd updated them on the website, but then by the time the round two had started, they'd removed them again, and then they didn't kind of update them until later. So. Again, that's nitpicking. That stuff will improve. You would have to think they'll have an app, they'll have this, they'll have scoring. The only other thing I'd say about it is in, in what I watched that I didn't like was the scoring tower that they have on the side, which is just a, a blatant copy of F1, which is fine. I don't mind the idea of having that there all the time. I really don't. But don't shorten the, the players' names. Like, I love golf, and I can tell you there would be nine out of ten players I probably know, but there'd be guys that I wouldn't have the faintest as to what, you know, LST, oh, that's Lewis. Don't do that. Just put the name. There's enough room there to put the name or a shortened version of the surname. Don't try and get finicky um, like they do on the F1. I think there's too much to keep a hold of on 48 players. But overall, I thought, look, it wasn't the worst start for them. Um, But, yeah, there's there's work to do. I was just going to fill in before we flick across to you, Rocket. You know, like it wasn't... uh... You know, the course was obviously challenging for for them, but based on the scoring, um, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, it wasn't super exciting uh, scoring or, or, or golf. You know, Charles Schwartzel, good good luck to him. He's picked up more money than he's picked up in a long time. Um, but that's a thing we keep coming back to the money. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I, I think uh, you know what was I going to say? Like the the the, the chat has been. It wasn't perfect. But for me, I'm prepared to give them not perfect and give them, you know, we talk about world tour, you know, give them their start. Okay, they've got to go to the States and win that market. Um, the, the next, I'll give them that time. But if we don't get through this time and then see some growth into other parts of the world and do what they said they want to do, then 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 it's really dropped. You know, like I've still got to rack my brain around this whole, you know, the ethical blood money part of it and, you know, all of the stuff that's in America with the, the 9-11 support groups. And you've got to empathise with those people who are feeling put out by that because of that. <sighs> you know, I don't know. You know, like I say, you know, I'm just a sports fan wanted to watch some golf and there's someone's put some golf on and I want to see them play. It's, it's hard to reconcile. Um, and, yeah, you listen to the journalists. They've all got their opinions and that's what they do and, and they're pretty strong on it. You know, there's a lot of support for PGA Tour. 
there's a lot of support for the PGA Tour having to change, and this is a catalyst for change. No one knows. No one can really say what it should look like. Uh, Rocket, you go. I watched two shots. I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. I might watch some of Portland because Bryson, my man, will be playing. <laughs> and and Patrick, you know, I think what, isn't Blakey going to have fun dealing with those two yeah, clowns? Exactly. I get close. Oh. I was a Blakey. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not sure if Blake, Blake, you know, what Blakey's doing. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Blakey. If he praying he's on another hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, what he'd no, be doing. But, but whether he continues on with the, you know, the the live golf, um, no, yeah, ref, refereeing, you know, like it, 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 if they're not hiring him, they're idiots because you just want to hire the, the people that do a good job. He, he's Simple like, as that. He, he's like the referee's version of one of these young young players that we hadn't haven't heard of that uh, is a quality quality of what they do and they've given a start. Yeah, you know, he's he's the referee's version of that. He is really really good. And you know what? If you want to talk about money, the PGA Tour would be remiss by not throwing money his way to get him onto that tour to referee. Yeah. Well, that's his Because dream. he's good at his job. It's his dream. Uh, interesting sidebar on talking about referees and Blakey. Uh, one of the PGA um, referees in the UK, all the PGA referees in the, in the UK were banned from basically even nominating to um, go and referee at live. And just, if they wanted to go and watch, they just had to go and watch themselves. Anyway, sidebar. Uh, so, Rocket, you watched two holes. It's not your thing. Oh, look, it was back to Mike's thing, right? It was really hard to see what was... You know, leaderboard. Hmm. Um, a lot of the and and then trying to watch it. So I ended up getting it onto YouTube, and then so it was on, and I'm sort of watching it. And I don't know, but but to Mike's point, right? So the my biggest issue with the PGA Tour, and always has been, it's about making the content better. But there's multiple facets to that. It's like how the course is set up. What courses do you play it at? you know, how do you provide better access or behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff, yeah. try and find the characters, right? I love the characters, but at the same time, I'm still a little bit old school and there's certain things I like. It doesn't mean I just want 72 holes all the time and and pure stroke play because the one thing that I hate is that actually for me, growing up in the, in the 80s, some of the different events were, you know, the old world match play, like I remember September, Wentworth, World Match Play, mm. like it was the best because you would have ten, the like the ten best players in the world coming to go and play head to head for this tournament, and it was prestigious. Jacks won it a heap of times. Seve, Faldo, Norman won it three times. 80, 1980, 83, 86. Um, um, Ernie's won it a heap of times. You know. There's lots of players and that was like, you get to see match play and yeah, I've played 36 holes, but it's like, it's a, it's a duel. Then the other one that would happen around about that time of the year as well, you used to have the old, the Dunhill cup. So it was like each of the nations playing at St. Andrews, three man teams, just playing stroke play head to head. You know, that was, was, that's just awesome stuff. If they did a mate, I agree. Could you imagine, I don't know, we just picked on the 54 hole stroke. They got teams of fours. If they said, right, I need you to get your team of four, make a two two-man groups, and we're going to play match play over six holes, and we're going to do a round-robin event. or not a round-robin. We're going to do a draw, and you're going to come out, and over the three days, we're going to get you down to head-to-head. 
that'd be much different, fun, interesting, follow your team, something different. But no, we didn't get it. And that's fine. That's maybe that they'll do that another time. But you know, and the and the Premier Golf League isn't from what I can read and understand, please anyone challenge me. It's not too different a concept as to what Liv have tried it out. It is it is Liv copied their yeah. concept. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's clearly not exactly the answer either. I, I think and I'm not going to go on the full sort of dissection of my comprehensive notes that I've made, which don't exist. Um, but I, I think if the PGA Tour are, gonna, are starting to look at what they do with the product of PGA Tour, um, they need to look at the most successful sporting uh, competitions in the world and, and pick out what they do well because there are plenty of really strong competitions and with lots of sponsors, lots of the world's best players, lots of the cabbage that the players want to get paid and need to get paid, and in structures that, that could work in a individual sport using what we all love, and that's the team stuff. It, 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 there's the team stuff, but the thing that... And the, the other thing that I think they miss is... The reason people watch golf majority is because there's a certain player that they connect with and they follow and then they get to see others. Mm -hmm. It starts with one. Yep. You know, it's like the kids that grew up watching Ricky. At some point they would have pivoted into JT, Jordan Spieth, et cetera. They're going to, they've been dragged into the game by a character, someone that's playing a character and pulled in and then now they're exposed to the, the, the wider spectrum of players, mm. except for the guy that was still dressed as Ricky at down at Bumboogle. Um, he's, <laughs> he's Ricky full Ricky for life. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> well, well, we, we, there was a, there was a whole heap of people at Bumboogle just for the backstory quickly on that. And, um, you know, most of the, the the mates in this particular group were dressed pretty normally, same as we were. Uh, you know, Adidas, Under Armour, Puma, you know, whatever. Well, this guy was Puma and he was top to toe and he was orange, orange and orange on orange. Uh, it was classic. He was full Ricky. Was good so role. so it is. It's like they, they you, you get that character, right? Why 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 do I why am I in the game of golf? The shark. But over time, like that person's career only lasts so long, so you you latch onto other ones. Then Phil, there's a bit of a theme here actually. <laughs> so it's Lefty, right? Left, left, you know, Lefty was like become a man, and then I've had a bit of a period where I'm like, I'm not sure about who I'm going to have. And we had a a bit of a nice sunset, you know, in the last sort of 15 years with the Aussies, so Adam Scott, Jay Day, and stuff like that. But now I've got a couple of new guys, right? I got I got my man Brooks. I got, I got Max, I got Cole, you know, that's it. I'm being dragged into the game by these new players and new characters because I love the game of golf and these, these new ones that come along and you go, oh, look at this kid. He's And that's that's what it comes down to. And then back to the point that Mike was making about the money, we as fans do not care about the money. Like that doesn't, that doesn't, I'm not going to be watching TV going, oh my God, they're playing for $4 million. I don't care. Yeah. What are they? Are they playing for history? Are they playing for a trophy? That you know, what's what's the significance of the event? Whether it be a new event or an old event, is is there something behind it? What what are they actually playing for? Yeah, and that's the other problem with the PGA Tour, and we've talked about is that basically they've flooded the market for fifty two weeks, so they've just saturated. There is no 
There's no respite. There's no, they've got lots of just junk. And then that leads to other things on the KFT and things like that. So effectively they've created a vacuum for live to try and go after the game, whether or not they're going to actually do some of the things that will bring eyeballs Mm. to the screen. Got to commend them. They said what they were going to do. They've signed some players. I didn't think they would actually get signed. And all that's going to happen is that slowly over time, you know, that if you look at the field now, in in by event eight, the you you could potentially have ten of the top yeah. thirty in the world playing. So, who who um who's next? Who's next to go across? So we saw as the weekend unfolded, we saw Paddy Reid come on. Um, we saw Bryson confirm that he is going to do that. Um, who else is is Victor going? No. 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 Okay. And and I don't care. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, is the DP DP World Tour dead? What's going to happen there? Keith Pelly's got some decisions to make. Don't know. He does. Uh, I I think we'll I think we're talking about it. Well, we don't remember where we're talking about it, but I think the really tricky part with the DP World Tour is uh, they they're on a hiding to nothing. Yeah. Like realistically, they can't they've win. either got to tie with the PGA Tour and be a secondary tour. If they tie with Live, they've probably got a leg up to become something bigger. The reason these guys are going there is because they want to play 12 times a year and that's it. Is to not play the DP World Tour. Yeah, they're, they're not playing the Italian Open. Mm. <laughs> I'll give you the red hot tip. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, we said we'd talk about it for 10 minutes. It's now 20 minutes. Uh, that's all right. The um, Canadian Open, just uh, let's, uh, if there's time at the end, we'll come back you know, and mm. talk about some other stuff that's on, on my mind, on your mind. I don't know. Um, Canadian Open, the Data Lake wins. Again, the Data Lake did, did have a good week, which was good. Um, and I did make. I'm going to go first to the tipping because it's the first. I think it's the first winner I've picked this year. Um, can we, and it was can pure we, fluke. Can we hear it for Mike? Can yes. we hear it for Mike? I got some applause here somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, that's cheesy. Masters. That is cheesy. Um, the uh, it was pure fluke because I'd I'd selected Tony Finau, and I reckon it was only an hour or two before the tournament started. I flicked to, to Rory. Um, and that was purely because I'd heard talk that the setup of the course and the layout, because I hadn't played there in 10 years, was very similar to the year before, very similar style course. So I went, I'll go with Rory. Um, but I wasn't the only one. Golfing tattooist picked Rory, the smiling golfer, nomadic golfer, another winner for him. Uh, now, level F Neb. Yeah, that's Ben. N- Ben, ben Flavel. Yeah, that's Ben. That's his name ben. backwards. That's his name backwards. So congrats, Ben. Uh, the golfing tattooist, that's um, one of Australia's finest, most creative young men in the tattoo art world. Uh, some well, great work. Works out of the Blackmark um, Tattoo Studio in Northcote with Mick uh, Squires, who is also an, an amazing – Mick, Mick, is, Mick is like – so Dan Maudsley is the golfing tattooist, loves his golf. Mm-hmm. Mick loves his golf. And together those guys are like, if there was a PGA Tour for tattooists, they'd be in the top 10, those two. They'd be, like, they'd be getting a check from globally. Like These guys have been on the front covers of Golf Digest numerous times. That's how yeah, good right. they are. That's, yeah, a, wow. that's a golfing ta- golfing tattooist at the uh, Black Mark uh, studio at Northcote. Dan oh, no, I, I, I know where to go to get my back, the rest of my back done. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> We got to see the back on the tattoo uh, on the uh, on the uh, YouTube one day. It might drag a few uh, few followers in. Uh, a few. Yeah, maybe it's just really simple stuff. Okay, um, I've been and I've been threatening. Streeter and DB Golf also um, picked Rory, so that was good. Streeter, Heath um, Street, Heath Street. Uh, well done, Heath. That time is that Heath that, Street. Yep, 
Oh, there you go. Um, now, more importantly, oh. tell you what, one thing happened this week which can't be failed to mention. And look, I appreciate him helping. That's Rocket, who forgot to put his tips in altogether. So Rocket, who I think you were top ten. I was, maybe I was ninth, eighth. I was eighth. You're now down and to I ten. Could have been, I could have been. I could have been good. You failed, could have been flying. Failed. If you picked any of them, if you picked any of the ones that were up there, you were you were you were probably top five. No. Uh, but Rocket, you're still in tenth at five point nine. Well done. Um, now number twelve with a bullet is myself at five point six, and Oof. number thirteen is Ross with five point four. It's absolutely. They're all Train's coming. coming. Tell you what, three putt or die. He's <laughs> he's starting to get nervous. He's only four million ahead of <laughs> nearly double us. <laughs> uh, Michael Lloyd still second. No three putts. Third. Shermanator fourth and golf labyrinth fifth. So yes, and don't forget before I get off, forget talking about the tips. Um, this week is another major, so it's the three of the four. So right now we've got the th- four leaders at the top in the in the uh, majors challenge, and that's Chipper, three pot I die, and no three parts and Bobby. Gee, they've gone very well. Um, yeah, when I, when when we go through this, it just brings a massive smile to my face, and. You know, I'm happy that the three of us are a rocket. Do not forget your tip ever again, all right? You know, that's part of I've the, done it twice this year. part of the my life of golf mandate. Put your tip in, son. I put, I put mine in already tonight. <laughs> uh, no, but when we list out those names, you know, like we've all individually and collectively connected with all of those people. There. And before we started this, we didn't even know who a lot of them were. Some I did, you know, through different forms and, you know, Ben, I've met down at 13th Beach a couple of times. He's followed us around at the Pro-Ams and, you know, he, he was there when we played with Wade and, um, you know, took some photos last. And, and Dan, the tattooist, you know, he's a customer through Drum and Golf. Um, Street is a, you know, well-known Melbourne pro. It's just great that, uh, you know, this has created something and, and hopefully uh, it can continue. The other thing that's creating uh, a lot of uh, spirit amongst the community is the Discord channel. Once again, second week too, um, that's great. You guys that put that together and you two especially for contributing so much and Mike put it together. Again, I'm his hype man. <laughs> yeah, I will man. say with I will say with the Discord channel because I'm not cool and I know I pretend to be, but I have had people say to me, oh, I wasn't quite sure what Discord was. So you're not alone. Oh. It's effectively just a chat channel. So yeah. it's like a WhatsApp, but you can you ask your kids. Download the yeah, ask your kids <laughs> or ask your mates' kids if you don't have any. And, or just ask some kids on the street, but don't go up to them. It'll be a bit weird. Just sort of make sure it's it's all above board. And basically go and find out what Discord is. It's effectively just a chat channel. Download the app. It's very easy. And effectively, we've got all the different um, sections set up. So you can chat about the PGA Tour. You can hear us blabber on about live, or you can hear us just talk about how good our tips are. Um, but, yeah, get involved, which is it would be good to see more and more people jumping in. It, it's so it's so good. Even if you just lurk around and just want to read and learn some stuff, it's great because there's always someone in there with an opinion and, and you can put mm. anything you want yeah, in there. Like I'm in another one uh, for the Golf Journal and, you know, someone put a video in there. It was his own work and I watched the video and, you know, me, I'm trying to make some video stuff and get better at that sort of stuff and it's new, so new for me. I'm not that good at it. But this guy made a video, he put it in there and it was just beautifully shot. It was only a 12-minute video. And within five minutes, here I was having a conversation with the guy who made the video and he's educating me on what to do, what I should have, what I shouldn't have, do this, try this. Unbelievable. Um, So, you know. It's good. And it's good to be able to, like, 
each week I've got to remember to do it. I know um, Rocket remembered this week, which is good, but just to ask people questions because there is a question we've got to come back to from, from last week around live and, and yeah, how sure it's going to I didn't check to see if anyone chimed up. But, yeah, it's a great way to interact and just ask any questions, and if we don't answer them there, we will come back to them. Um, but the Canadian, yeah, Raw, well, gee whiz, I think I saw a very good tweet. It said um, if everyone was waiting for um, Jay Monaghan to say something, they know where he'd been when he wasn't speaking, and that was um, playing the Canadian Open on Tiger Woods on the PlayStation because have a look at the final final round. The, the blokes that were in, in the hunt is exactly what he wanted to see. Rory, Finau, Thomas, Rose, Burns, everyone was there. And they were all, all there on the, on the back nine on Sunday, which is great. Look, it's just amazing how that happened. It's just mm. like, you know, they needed something and it's like the team delivered. You know, yeah. like it's, it, we talk about team sports. It's, it's almost like, you know, those guys got together and said, right, we, we don't care who wins, but we've all got to go out and pump this up. It was really good. It Rory, was perfect. Rory. You know, there's a lot of love in this three people here for Rory. Um, we've talked about him a lot. We've chastised him a lot. What a beautiful golfer. Yeah, well, 66, 68, 65, 62. It's <laughs> a pretty reasonable golf. His last two holes is vintage Rory. Yeah. And he, he the bogey made on 16 to, to basically fall back to JT. So they were tied. And then JT's got the opportunity off, off 17. Blast it, wait, <laughs> a bit right. And then Fado called it best. It's one of the few times Fado's provided some insight into anything. It's like Rory has the opportunity here to, to basically put the pressure on just by striping one down there. And he absolutely smoked one. <laughs> absolutely smoked it. Even though it was just in the left rough, it didn't matter. It was still good shot into the flag. And then JT's hit it up short. Finau's sort of, I think he was in the right rough as well. And then he's hit one long like that was so long but the sandwich i think it was sandwich that rory hit from the rough it was like downwind straight downwind gonna be a flyer course is playing firm and you see as he hit it like he's taken something off it and just beautiful shot that rolled up there close makes birdie yep then comes to 18 and plays another just golden like stripes one down the fairway again yeah. And then just plays an absolute blazer into 18 as well. It was like, oh, what a way 18. to close. I think 17 was the one where, that he literally bounced it before and then it rolled all the way up. That yep. was a perler. Yeah, yeah. I did say that. Because it was it was flat downwind. It's yep. coming out of the rough. And it was you could see it. as soon as he hit it, I thought, oh, he's just trying to he's just trying to hit it out of there soft and yep. just trying to let it land it short and let let the okay. ground do the rest. Yeah. No, it was um unbelievable and probably can't forget to um justin rose's final round was uh somewhat special to shoot uh what did he shoot he shot 16 in the final round yeah. and he um bogeyed 16 and 18 so that uh yeah don't see many people shaking uh shaking uh giving you know 57 58 a shake so <laughs> that's some pretty good golf and look they set it up for that which is you know that's great but um yeah, to see the guys that are up the top continue and, and close it out was really, really good. Yeah, and it's like, for, you know, everyone knows I've given Rory a couple of clips and it was whatever he's working on, you can see again, it's like back to 2019 players where he's starting to hit those, those little sawn-off shots, little controlled shots, little three-quarter shots. So whoever he's working with, 
whatever he's doing, just trying to find that control. Because I've always said it's that it's 150 yards in, which is his Achilles heel, because he doesn't know how to kind of control it in terms of just take it off or these, you know, start shaping shots. And he started to do that. And on top of that, he just actually made some putts. And then the rest of his, I think, making some putts has helped the rest of his game because it takes the pressure off the rest of it because everyone knows yep. that from a driver down to six iron, no one's no one's better than him in the world from driver to six iron. Oh, well, you were right about the putting. His putters, his putters caught fire the last couple of weeks from oh, we um, picked up. He's across the board. No shock. You look at his stats. He's but uh, yeah, he's picked up one and a half shots this week on the field with the putter. That's gonna do it. That's that's good. Good going for a guy who, you know, has been good with the putter but not great. When 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 these guys catch it, it um yeah, they're, they're gonna be right at the pointy end. Yeah, I think he's learned to, especially off the tee as well. I think he's starting to learn hit that little little baby cut because <laughs> he's plenty long enough as it is. He just needs to just. Just keep swinging hard and blasting. Just these little baby fades out there, definitely. And and, and leave the, leave the booming draw for you know special holes. How old is Rory now? Thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah, uh, we haven't even seen his prime yet. It's yeah. madness, isn't it? We haven't 31. seen he, he he he. We haven't seen his prime yet. So if he can get, if he can work this stuff out that he's working out, and yeah, you know, have some sustainability to that. You know, he could he could. Continue on for another number of years. Anyway, he's one of those one players that I feel like if he wins, if he wins another major, I reckon that restores belief in him of who he actually is. Yeah, and that's that's what he's still searching for. Are you? Because everyone knows he's quite considerate. Mm. He's very thoughtful. And the unfortunate thing is that as you get a little bit older, you get less selfish. You get, well, you would hope so if you're evolving as a human. Um, You get a little bit less selfish. You become more considerate. But do you sacrifice that for the killer? Mm. Do you think think some people like him and JT – get a little bit of fire in the belly when they see the boys heading over to live and they want to prove them, not prove them wrong, but maybe give them a little bit more to play for. But you know what? It might actually be the best thing for Rory. Yeah. Because you only have to go by, oh, it was so good. It was so good. I'm sure he must, and it's Rory's always considerate. So when they said, what does this win mean to you? When Amanda Ballyona said, what does this win mean? And he goes, it's 21. One more than someone else. Yeah. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, wow, I know he's talking about the shark because I know how many PGA tournaments a shark has. And then the fact that he said it means that he's been thinking about it. And it's like there's there's a there's considerate Rory, and then there's deep down if if anyone doesn't know, Rory hates the shark. Despises the man. No, actually. Before yeah. live, despise the man. Cannot stand him. Because um, what ha- what was the remind me what the catalyst of that was? Uh, no, I think it's um, I think 
Rory's been exposed to the shark in different settings and stuff like that yeah. and has no time for the man. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's clear it's you're right. You know, like you, you don't have to be an expert on, you know, reading humans to to watch and listen to Rory enough to realise that yeah, he's a he's a genuinely nice fella. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's one that you'd want to spend some time around and, and have eight Back to the who who would you want to have a beer with? Yeah. Yeah, who 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 would you know want to you who would you want to benefit from the mile of golf pro am experience, Roy McIlroy? So so think of this, right? You think <laughs> about who that was. Cute you think about that was cute for a laugh, boys. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, went down like a lead balloon. Sorry, I was thinking about he's, this. He's, he's, so, already, so, he's already won. He's won enough. He doesn't need. He doesn't he's need. He's thinking you were organising a, a pro am and he was going to come play in it. <laughs> no, I didn't he, know where he, he doesn't need <laughs> the pump up, mate. No, but so 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 for example, uh, the I call it the little litmus test of someone who is not just above themselves or feels like they're above other people is what they do um, in terms of what they give. Well, they don't have to, not expecting them to, but for example, um, Rory's been on um, no laying up twice, I think. He's done interviews with them. If you think about what Rory's done in the game, like he's in that echelon of, I don't really need to give time to you guys, but he does. Mm. I know JT's done it. Jordan Spieth's done it. So there's there's like, we'll call it the new generation, but at the same time, there's, you know, we'll talk about the new media. Rory's a little bit older than those two, but at the same time, he's very giving and he knows the no laying up guys have been critical of him, but he's humble enough to go in there and explain his way and share his thoughts and yeah. opinions and stuff like that. What are the, so for those that don't listen to no laying up, what are they critical of Rory about? Just his inability, oh, they're just lack of conversion, or yeah, no, he's just not. He, you know that he's just not the killer he once was. Yeah, but yeah. They, don't, they don't have a crack at him for being the the the, the prince of Pontevedra. Well, they do. No, no, that's um Andy on shotgun stuff. Right, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, RBC. Anyway, uh, we're forty minutes in. Let's talk about the US Open this week at uh, the Country mm. Club at Brookline. Who wants to Who wants to lead off with uh, the discussion around that? What do we go with the course first? Does someone want to give us a set the scene by talking about the course? The course. Yeah. Oh. It's, been, it's been it's part of U.S. golf history, folklore. It's where the USGA pretty much started. Yep. No, it is. They're one of yep. the five founding members. Yep. So the others being Chicago Golf Club, Shinnecock Hills, Newport Country Club, and uh, St Andrews Golf Golf Club in New York. Mm-hmm. So what do you know and about? So what are the other historical moments in uh, Brookline's uh, historical times? 1913, um, Francis, we met the amateur who lived across the road who defeated Harry Varden and Ted Ray in a playoff. 1963, where Julius Boris beat um, Arnold Palmer and can't remember someone else in a playoff. And then the next time it was played a US Open there was 98, which was Faldo v Strange in a playoff. So anyone sense the history of this playoffs? Um, there won't be an 18-hole playoff there anymore, unfortunately. So now we're here with this event. They've played a Ryder Cup there. They've played some Walker Cups there. I think they've played some other USG events. Oh, Fitzy, 2013, um, beat Ollie Goss, West, Austra- West Australian in the final. I think he beat him 
four and three. Uh, mm. The wonderful thing about everything that you just said there, Rocket, uh, the, the part that you missed there, uh, Julius Boros in uh, 1963, runner-up to uh, Jackie Cupid and Arnold Palmer, so the great Arnie, uh, the great thing about all of that is you just rattle that off with that, you just know it. I've got it here in Wikipedia. I've got to, I've got to have Wikipedia open to know that and to have it there. And yeah. I looked it up beforehand. You just you just know that shit. Uh, I, I, I'm the same. I, I, when you talk, sometimes when you talk, I just I can't honestly. I would have done three hours worth of prep for podcast this week. <laughs> I would have read that somewhere. I wouldn't have remembered anything you just said. <laughs> I've watched flyovers, flyovers of the course, got a handle on you know the terrain and everything else, but the history, I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's like if someone it. talks to me about the Olympic club, right? You're at 55 with Hogan who lost to um, Jack Fleck. You've got 66, Billy Casper beat Arnold Palmer. So it's like a, a Olympic is the course where the champions fail, um, you know, so that's 66. And then if you fast forward to 80, when was the Olympic club again? 87, Scott Simpson, Tom Watson, Tom Watson finished second. Then you go 98, Lee Jansen beat Payne Stewart, 2012, that was the Birdman on the um yeah Webb Simpson with Webb Simpson Graham McDowell um Furyk finished second. Uh, the Ryder Cup. So there's the last sorry big tournament that was here was in the 1999 Ryder Cup. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm the next. I actually I've got you covered up there at the moment, Rocket. I can't actually see you, so I've got the other screen open. Uh, 1999 Ryder Cup, uh, US one 14 and a half to 13 and a half. That Miracle was Brookline. Yeah, that was the uh, where Just, all, Justin all, Leonard yeah. hold it on seventeen to secure the Ryder Cup against yes. uh, Jose Maria Hartabal. That's where they went nuts and and jumped they onto got, the green before yeah, uh, Jose yeah, had a putt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It didn't go down so well, did it? Um, and yeah, Oli Goss. Oli Goss finished uh, lost four and three to the US Amateur to Matt Fitzpatrick. Was right? Was I right? Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Um, in two thousand and thirteen, so Fitzmagic, you know, is he going to? F- Bigger in the Tipperary uh, this week is Fitch Magic. Does that garner him any favour in the lake that he's played there, albeit nine years ago? It's a different course. Yep. Yeah. It's a it's, very, very different course. Well, it's three nine hole courses and, that they make a composite. Yep. And um, it's they, they used to only do stuff. the two. Primrose is the one they've started to use this time. Yeah. And um, I watched the Andy's, the Friday video, and they said that. I think it was Gil Hans that said um, one of the members came up with the routing, which I really I thought that was great for for this US Open. Correct. Yeah, and even some of the holes, like for example, fourteen. Yeah, the par five is actually from a different tee on another hole. Yeah, how good and that? the hole that they're playing is actually a par four, and it's being lengthened because they're playing from another tee, and um, I think it's nine. Nine, ten. One of the other holes, which is a long par four over water. Thing is, though, they're playing par four, and you'll see the green they have kind of let it go out, and they're hitting to a green that is a T of a par, uh, the green of a par three on another hole. <laughs> it's um, quite cool. Yeah. It's really and cool. the, the little par three they dropped in, which is the one that's behind me, if you're watching. Yeah, that's on. Yeah, that's on Primrose because that was one where Gil Hans had said, when you go from um, three, oh, which hole is it? Whatever hole they're walking past, and it's like you almost walk past the hole, 
And I think they've, I think it was from 10 to the other 11th. And I think they've gone, it was like a 400 meter walk. And it's yes. like, we're walking past this hole. Yep. And it's like, why are we walking past this hole? <laughs> no, exactly. And so they've dropped it in and it's yep. a, like, it's 120 meters. I, I love that um, idea. I walk around Peninsula um, a lot going, you could drop a green in over there and you could make this a path three and then make that a path four and, and change it. I wonder if a member will be involved in you know, the composite routing for when they um, choose the President's, uh, Cup, President's yeah. Cup course, Mike. Probably. Yeah. I mean, they're not born yet. No. Is it 30 years away, but yeah, probably. <laughs> Look, we wouldn't want to go, we wouldn't want to go bang on about that, will we? No, anyway, <laughs> no, we'll move on. Um, sorry, back, um, to, back to the open. Back to your question. Is Fitzy, um, is Fitzy going to be in the picks because of the... Um, the fact that he won an AM there? No. Um, is he in the picks? Yes. But not because of the AM. Um, okay. The Darter okay. Lake without um, – I've got to go 15 now, which is weird. I don't know why. When we get no, when we get down around 15, there's always a weird name, and there's a weird name this time as well. Love it. Um, so the stuff I'm looking at this week, strokes gained approach, or at, everyone hears me say that every week. Um, looking at the course, I want someone that can scramble because – the amount of rough around these greens and edgings can be well, needed. It's not just the rough. The one thing the US Open has been doing, obviously we'll call it started with Mr. Mike Davis, is they're actually realising that short grass in certain areas is actually more penal mm. than rough, Yep. which they'll see on, oh, I can't remember there's a, oh, it's the one, um, one of the early holes in the front nine where right, if you're a little bit short of the green, it will roll back 40 metres yep. versus it's just going to roll back in the fringe. And they're tiny greens, so yeah, people been aren't going to hit the greens. Yeah, yeah, they said. I think they said. I think think your hand said it was. Um, they're only slightly bigger than Pebble. Yeah, I think that's what he said. And that's like, after they small. did the expansion the yeah. and they expanded the green surfaces by about twenty percent. Madness. So yeah, small greens means you're going to miss small greens, which means I want someone that can scramble. Putting is important. We talk about it all the time. I, I want someone that's putting well over this sort of last season. Strokes yeah, gained off the tee is important. On these greens too. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Strokes gained off the tee is important for me because it's going to pick up a bit of length and a bit of accuracy. Um, I know Andy Johnson said he's he wants to see someone that drives it further than necessarily straighter, but I probably want a good mix of both. But I'm probably favouring someone that can keep it in the fairway more than anything. Um. Bogey avoidance, always key in, in in a major. And then the par fours that are ranked um, 450 um, yards to 500 yards. There's some beasts too. Yep. No surprise of the guys that come up at the top because they are in form. So from the top, Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, Rory McElroy, Mito Pereira, Sungjae Im, Xander Shoffley, Sam Burns, Matt Fitzpatrick, Victor Hovland, Joaquin Neiman, Patrick Cantlay, Corey Connors, Jordan Spieth, Alex Noren. Alex <laughs> oh, Noren. No. And John Rahm. That's the 15. Um, Alex Noren stacks up really well. So Alex Noren ranks 13th in bogey avoidance. This is in on the whole of the PGA Tour. 19th in putting, 14th in scrambling. He's not super in strokes gained off the turn. He's not super in strokes gained approach, but everything else he does very well. Now, if he has a day where he hits his irons well, then he could be someone that could run a, you know, a top 20. Um, on, on his form coming in, he hasn't been super. So, I mean, he missed the cut at the Memorial. He was 12th Byron Nelson, missed the cut at the PGA. So he's not someone that I'm going to be betting. And that's where 
the data lake is good when it, it, it ranks it for me. But then from there, I sort of filter things out. And for me, the guys that I'm looking at, I'm really only narrowed down to a couple and I will post in the Discord the final picks. But right now I've had a small shekel on Shane Lowry, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, I'm having a look at Justin Thomas. He's the number one pick. And this is the way I work when it comes to these sorts of things. I really like the laws of averages, right? I really believe in that. And... Last week we had a pl- we had almost you know had a very tight finish between Rory and JT. Rory won. Now for me that says Rory can't win this week because you don't win back to back. So right. it favours Justin Thomas. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. That's just the way I look at it. So uh, my top three picks would be Fitzy, Lowry, and Thomas. The guys that I like that are a little bit off the mark that aren't in the top fifteen. One's Aaron Wise. He stacks up really well. The one thing that lets him down is he's putting and he's picked up strokes game putting the last two times he's played. And I don't know why this bloke keeps coming up as a gut feeling from, and he's not ranked anywhere near the top and he could finish so motherless last. But it's Webb Simpson. I don't know what it is about Webb Simpson. He ranks 61st. But something just something the other week when I was watching him play just made me think that, was a, that wasn't bad. I mean, he's been in nowhere land for a while. His last two starts, he's finished 20th and 27th. The 20th was at the PGA. If this guy can find any of that strokes gained form from approach where he's a freak show when he's on, he's someone that could 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 have a pretty good So, so his is his strokes gained like being like off normal Webb Simpson like strokes gained? Yeah. So he's been he's I'll tell you exactly what he was because I can um look it straight up. He's been He's been in the wilderness. He's definitely had some injuries, I think, off the top of my head. But where he was sort of trending from 2020, 2021, he was picking up one and a half, well, one to one and a half shots on the on, on a normal field. Now he's sitting at flat, flat level, right? And if you look at the stuff that he's been historically good at, around the greens is pretty good. Uh, approach is he's pretty good. Off the tee, he's, he's, he's okay. And his part has been poor, right? The last two starts, or sorry, of his last four starts, his putting's been poor, and but then the last two are coming good. So if I can find a guy who's tweaking the ones where he's been underperforming that are coming up at the right time, he can he could be someone that can go okay. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. It's, that one's a pure guess. Um, but I mean, look, he, he missed the cut at 2021 US Open. He's eighth, sixteenth, tenth, and the three before that. Yeah, but twenty Tory Pines is not. That's not a course that's geared for him. A bit long for him, yeah. And, and a bit brutal. Yeah. This is... And he was injured. I, I remember that tournament because I didn't mind him coming in and I reckon I heard from my tour junkies boys that his neck was playing up. And I remember um, I remember not betting him that week because of it. Yeah, and this this course is perfect for him. If, you know, if you're good with the long irons and stuff like that into small targets, it's... Yeah. Perfect. He's certainly not going to be my number one pick. I'm not going to be going nuts. But, um, yeah, I think my outsider would be someone like Aaron Wise and then I'd probably stick with the top three in Fitzy, uh, Justin Thomas and um, Lowry. Rocket Hammer. So so the 15 again was what? So JT, Shane Lowry, Rory, Formula One test driver, Sungjae, Xander, Spieth, Cantlay, Fitzy. Burns, Hovland, Neiman, Okay, yeah. Connors, Ram. Yeah. I was just going to say I'll post the I'll post the um I'll post it in the Discord oh, with the rankings. Gotta get in the Discord, people. It's just Wh- where's 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 my man? 
your man Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually wasn't miles away. He was 28. Now, if you go and get, so Max's numbers stack up really, really well, except for two things. One's bogey avoidance. He ranks 99th this year. Yep. And scrambling is 143. Now, again, if he has a reasonable reasonable um, time of it around the greens, that flips it. Those two areas, those two areas was where he started the year poorly and he had a lot of, he was scoring, he was making lots of birdies, but making lots of bogeys at the same time. Yep. And it's still, there's still a little bit of a trend in there, but his around the green work is, yep. is he's coming on. Good, good example is his last two starts. He's picked up strokes around the green in particular, this last at the Memorial, yep. he, and- he nearly picked up, Three quarters and of a off, shot. And off the tee, which is normally his forte, has, he's been a little bit off. Yep. He's a, he was. It was about a quarter of a shot above. but Where not, Usually not he's dominating. gaining a couple. Yep. No, he's certainly one that you could see that's, right in that's, there. That's why I jumped on him about eight weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been a good time. <laughs> it was. Uh, what about uh, Rocket Southern Boy? Duff. Brooks. The only, the only thing about Bryson. Brooks now is that he could probably just unabashedly just I'll, melt up I'll, Bryson now. I'll tell you what I wrote. So I've written down notes for about the top 20, 25 players. I wrote down Brooks. Last seven US Opens, no worse than 18th, two wins. Stats say no. <laughs> That's all I wrote. His stats are poor, but he's, his results at the US Open – as we know, like if it's a bloke that ever gets out of bed to play majors, it's Brooks. Uh, un- unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, his his numbers right now are not there. And, and talking about the wanting to stick one up to some of the live boys, right? This would be mm. Bryson. He'd love to be just giving the bird to those guys while he's. Lifting a trophy. I'll tell you one stat that I didn't realize until I got to it. And I don't want to make this all about the stats. One player that I found has had five starts in the US Open. Five. Ever. From their from their first one up. Fifth, sixth, third, fifth, seventh. They're the only starts I've ever had. They've never, ever, ever finished worse than seventh in a US Open. Who is it? What was their last finish? Seventh. European? They, European? Uh, no. Oh. oh you, you notice I paused on European. That helped you. No. I mean, if you if you looked him up in the alphabet from right down the bottom, his first name's right near the bottom. Xander. Oh. oh. That is, for a bloke who doesn't close the door on wins too often, crikey. That is some. That is some. Uh, you know, guys like guys like Brooks, guys like Xander, guys like Will Zalatoris. They seem to find a find something else. But that is that is unbelievable performance for a U.S. Open results. Actually, Never worse than seventh in five starts. I, I think. Um, I think they were ripping into Xander. I think after one of the majors a while back, and then someone said, "I think we're underestimating just because he doesn't have a lot of wins." Hmm. Have a look at his major record. Oh. That's that is that is exceptional. I mean, I didn't look up the rest of his major record. Um, U.S. Open is ex- 
that, he's that, that, a, I think he's a, yeah. I, well, I can tell I, you his major records from 2017 US Open till current: fifth, twentieth, cut, fiftieth, sixth, second, thirty-fifth, second, sixteenth, third, fourteen, forty-one, ten, five, seventeen, third, cut, seventh, twenty-six, cut, thirteenth. There's, there's a lot of made cuts. And a lot of high finishes in there's the a lot of I'm in, I'm I'm thereabouts and just a few things going my way and I'm in I'm in the mix. Yeah, it's funny. You look at someone like Cantley, strokes gained in majors, poor, doesn't seem to play well in majors. You look at him, he's only got three out of all those starts where he's lost lost um strokes against against the field. That says he likes playing majors and he should pinch one. But oh Cantley's terrible in majors, except for every you know, except for 2019 um, Masters. Yeah, he's doesn't even have a record. So Paddy, Paddy doesn't factor in uh, in the. Paddy, so Paddy can't lay rate, rates really well, but if you look at him, his majors. So he so as an example, he's played. He's played the same amount of majors, but his first one was a long time ago. His last four: 45th, 21st, 43rd, 15th. Hmm. There's no threatening there. Not to say that Xander's finishes were here at any point is threatening. He might not have been, but he's comfortably inside a top 10. Uh, Australians? So what Australians have we got in the field? To be honest, I didn't look up the Aussies. I, I, I think Cam Smith, without being rude to Cam, I think he's having an exceptional year and I think he's comfortably inside the top five, six players in the world. I think the... I think he would be really, and I think um, I definitely listened to a podcast this week that might have said something similar. I know, and I noticed this because I, I I picked him as my number one pick at um, the PGA. I think he really let that he, he really missed out on that tournament um, and winning the PGA. He was he every single stat that he had was off the charts to win, and he putted as as you guys remember absolutely horrendously. And I think this time around it's going to be one of those ones where. It doesn't quite stack up as well because he the worst part of his game is probably he's off the tee. Hmm. And so this week he's got to have another a good week off the tee but fix his putting, which he probably has. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not super keen on, on Cam this week. Not to say that he not again, not to say that he can't win because he, again he's one of the best. It it would seem uh, that driving part would be the most likely to hold him back. Yeah, that's, that's I agree. The least, I agree. Least performing part of his game over the this season anyway. Yeah, Adam Scott's there. Sorry, Rocket, what were you going to say? Yeah, not the course. You want to be a bit spray with the driver. No, and he can get real loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just not just the big right. It can be the big left. It can be the, mm. <laughs> can be the big everything. Cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, Herbie, Minwoo, Jed Morgan, Todd Sinnott. That's the list. So... Um, Probably not. No one there that I'd be thinking could could win. But then again, you know, Herbie Herbie played very well in the last major. Never know. Um, Minwoo Lee's got a got a bee in his bonnet. His sisters win the majors. He's going to get off his bum and win one. Yeah, Minwoo, eh? He's a uh, he's a great player. He's he's just got a. What does what does Minwoo need to find? What, where's he been? You know, missing these cuts that he's because he hasn't had the greatest you know, outside the Masters. Um, you know, he, it's 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 the it's the doubles and the triples. Yeah. Same. It's he's got the same problem as Herbie. Can go out and score and shoot, just blaze it for nine holes, and then get a run on, and then just go boom, 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 boom. 
Yeah, give it back. And that's and that's what happened at the PGA. Yeah, yeah, he was just like just lighting it up, and then just went buggy, 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 buggy. Hmm. And it's getting used to it. I mean, it's a new tour. It's new things. His stats are not horrendous. They're just not great. They're banging around the tour average. The, the one where he's letting himself down against the against the field is at strokes gain approach, and that's where you make your money. Hmm. He's he's losing uh, half a shot to the field every time he tees and, it up. And he might be working on the same things that Richie got um, Benji to work on. Yep. Hopefully, uh, he's got plenty of time. He's twenty three. He's got if, plenty. Of time. If he's half a ball striker as Minji. Out. That's oh. it. Well, yeah. If you get her trace gain approach, maybe a, a brutal two ball. My God! Imagine the, the those guys as a team. If there was ever a teams event, I said that. I said that the other day. We next. need to see them two versus next. the Hoygaard brothers. Yeah. That's that's the one. That's the match I want to see. Yeah. Minji, what a great golfer. Um, Top Scott. Got to keep the Scott sweet. Going to be there uh, for a month uh, in July. So uh, oh, Scott, we got Bobby. I might. Uh, I'm. I've got this five days. If anyone wants to give me a, a, a routing suggestion for five days, me and a car uh, in Scotland, uh, not necessarily playing golf, but obviously you know every destination would have a golf course that I'd want to at least set foot on and go for a walk on. Um, if anyone wants to send me a a, a routing guide, please do. Uh, because I was thinking about maybe going to Oban. Just trying to embrace a bit of the big lefty. I want to see that. Uh, yeah, you should go there. I should. I want to see that little bit where he walked on that path, right? That little path was. I really like that. It was very cool. Was that, was that, um, it, it was a little little path on the side of the hill. That one. Yeah, it was it a good video. Really... It was a really good video. That. Um, it was yeah. Good. When my dad was that me. Taylor made. Did Taylor made make that? Who made uh, that video? Is he Taylor made? I can't remember. I think. Uh, good question. Uh, I look. I look up. My dad was down last week, and my dad said, uh, "As you know, he's he's uh, the top top dog, top Scott of the family." Uh, he said, "I really like that video of Bobby McIntyre. I was going to write the letter to him." My dad's a, a letter writer. He doesn't send emails. That he writes, writes letters. He likes letters. He's old school. Uh, he was going to write a letter to Robbie McIntyre and tell him how how wonderful he thought that was, and and how passionate he was about Scotland, and how well he presented his town and his people and the country. Uh, so there you go. I might go and see Urban on the back of that. Oh, I would. Oh, is your dad going to write one? No, he's he's like like me, a bit of a procrastinator, and probably you know one good gonna gonna shoulda coulda. Ross, I've, um, I've got I've got pa, bad news. Pa, pa my love, pa my love of golf. Please write that letter. Yeah. Okay. There you go. He will listen. He does listen. He's a listener. Ross. <laughs> yes. He's not in. I can tell you. I can tell you who's going to win top Scott. Marty, Marty Laird. Marty Laird. No. <laughs> Sean Jacklin. Oh, right. Who's Sean Jacklin? Yeah. Who's don't Sean? know. Don't know, and neither do I. Don't know. Bastard son of Tony. Uh, so no. Bobby Bobby Mack's not in? No, not, no. not that I can see, no. Really? Sean Jacklin's the only player I can find in the, in the tea times. Um, oh, he's Tony Jacklin's son. Is he really? Yeah. 52 years after his father, Tony, won the US Open at Hazeltine, Sean Jacklin will tee it up in the championship. There you go. Is, how is he listed as a Scot? He's just listed as a there Scot. There we go. And that's why I said bastard son of the Scot. Uh, unless the USGA <laughs> hasn't got their uh, 
hasn't got their um flags, their flags flag. right. Uh, Sean Jacklin is listed on here with the the Scottish flag, and there is not one other player on here with the Scottish flag. Which oh, there means you go. it does say Sean Jacklin. I'm, I'm shocked that Bobby Mack's not playing. I mean, I know that that yeah, you got to get the um, you got to qualify, but I would have thought he would have qualified at some point. There's no, there are absolutely no um, other Scots there. Oh, there you go. Sean Jacklin, good luck to you. Um, okay. Well, still, if anyone wants to send me a routing uh, or any recommendations, any any great photo spots, any great drone spots, any great things that they want to see, uh, I've got five days to fill in. Mrs. Mollov of Golf's going down to London and uh, with her, to see her other family members down there. I'm uh, sure you'll fill five days with. They have to have that wrong. Ten rounds of golf. This, how's this? So that. That's um, Tony Jacklin's second wife, mm-hmm. and she's Norwegian. Do you reckon that's the muck up? No, the Norwegian flag's not close. To that is. <laughs> You're looking at the right flag, aren't you, Mike? You know, we've been yeah. we've been doing this long enough. You know the Scottish flag. Yeah, and I'm gonna, yeah it's oh, the one no. with the white with the red circle in the middle. Oh no, it is it is the Scottish <laughs> flag. Now you're winding me up. <laughs> no, no it, it, is it the one with the line? Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, white, actually, there is a the white with the red cross, is that the one? No. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> no, I'm well aware of what the Scottish flag looks no, like. No offense and he's the only one that has it. And I can't believe you don't know him. <laughs> maybe he wants to spot on it. Maybe he's got a spare spot in a pro-am. Um, well, it says here he... Um, open for pro-am invitations. He shot five under. He, got the, he was a medalist at Jupiter, um, Admiral's Cove at Jupiter to get in. Uh, Sean played a handful of events on the PGA Corn Ferry and PGA Tour Latin America circuits. Played collegiately at North Carolina. Are they the Tar Heels? They are in yeah, basketball. Correct. Jacqueline also had to survive local qualifying at Sarah Bay Country Club. He was named after his father's good friend, the late actor Sean Connery. This bloke could not be more Scottish. <laughs> Who also was an avid golfer. Well, thanks for the update there, um, USGA. While his dad represented England, Sean plays for Scotland. Oh, there you there go. You go. Welcome to uh, Scotland, uh, Sean Jacklin. You're, you're more than welcome. You've got great golfing pedigree, and uh, I'm sure the country will embrace you as one of their finest. Uh, and good luck at the Open, yeah. uh, the US Open. Sorry, the Open. The Open's coming up uh, in uh, July, by the month. Yes. Okay. Uh, very good. We didn't watch any of the the Scandi mix, did we? Didn't I watched a little bit. A little bit. Not a lot. Yeah. Um, mainly because I felt bad that people weren't watching it. Sorry. Why are we talking about that? Oh, no, just making sure that we can't talk about it because no one really watched it. I didn't watch any. I was too engrossed in live. I know I know that um, I know that people that were the most excited and I should have followed their lead with the no laying up boys because uh, Big Randy liked her and, and had a bet that she would win and Tron was picking a bet for everybody and he picked her to win. So they doubled his bet. So he had 40 shekels on her to win at about 25 to 1. Oh, the young lady, she the young lady who, who blitzed them, yeah. Belted them. I think she's, she's won. I can't remember. I'm going to get it very wrong, but she's won. She's only had eight professional starts and she's won four times or something. Yeah, it's insane. God. Great con- uh, great concept. I didn't I didn't watch much, but you know, anytime when we've got, you know, the, the globe of global golf, you know, community together, I, professional men, professional women, there's got to be more legs for us who watch and enjoy and want to embrace uh, golf in its totality uh, when the world's best women and the world's best men can share a competitive field together. Uh, our game is perfect for it. Let there be more of it. Um, have we got time to ask one question that a 
I know Rock. I think Rocket's got a couple of it's, listener it's, uh, questions. It's our podcast. We can go. We've proven that. Is this the listener question? This is a listener question from last week that I did forget to get to. Far and away. The question was long term, mm. and you guys can answer to start with. Long term, will live golf be good for Australian golf? Don't know. Really don't know. And and I don't know how, unless the PGA Tour or whatever tour decide that we're worthwhile of having events to create some sort of world tour, then we're just going to be isolated away from all the other stuff. It just goes back to that whole, the whole thing of the, of, you know, what we don't want to talk about and, and what means nothing to us, but, you know, the people who are receiving it, the money and where the money comes from. And the purpose, you know, like there's not a sustainable business model built around this. They'll just keep throwing money and throwing money and throwing money, assuming that the regime's got endless buckets of money to, to, to keep throwing at it. Well, then, you know, you would think if third leg Greg does want to do what he wants to do and he, he would want to highlight golf in his native homeland, uh, it would come here and it would draw attention of any young golfer, you know, like like the guys that Travis Smythe and Jed Morgan and and the guys that um, uh, got a start and effectively changed their careers in three rounds of golf by, you know, Jed Morgan winning, what did he win, $150,000, $170,000 or plus what he got paid or whatever, um, changed their, their, their life, their career, their trajectory potentially. What that does for those guys you know, when you think about it, I was talking to a PGA coach today at the PGA Centre at Sandhurst and, you know, he equated it to the mental performance. You know, like Jed Morgan can now go to somewhere like the US Open and, and play with the certainty and the freedom that he doesn't have to worry about funding the plane fare home. He doesn't have to worry about paying his team or getting a team that can help him perform at the next level, i.e. what Herbie's done from day one. You know, he has always paid and funded a team and had that around him and, you know, helped him perform his best. And now he's in a position where he can pick and choose and, and does what he wants. His trajectory escalated on the back of a couple of early wins and backing himself in and putting everything he had in financially. Jed Morgan's in that position now that he can throw that live golf changed that for him so if it came here are these young guys that might get an opportunity to get a sneak of the sniff in because it's coming down here because yeah the bottom third of that field if it's only ever going to stay at 48 players drops out yeah it would change it it would certainly put eyeballs on it from down here and change how we see see it you know you know if you're rocket you're probably less engaged you know and, and that's you know, there are other people. I know there are people that listen to this podcast that will be listening to this that didn't watch, don't want to watch, hate it, and will never have a bar of it. That yeah, that's that's it. Um, oh, I'm saying I I would agree with you. I think that I think that there's growth for it if it does become a world tour and there is an event in Australia and we get a regular look at the best players in the world. Even if it's not the best, it's the what they have is the best, which is more than what we get now, which is the President's Cup every 10 years. But um, And like you said, it gives it gives possibly some players a, a shot at playing for some uh, money that might change their lives. The only problem is going to be if it's only 48 and like you said, they tip out that bottom couple, they're just not going to get in. Uh, yeah. And the other thing is the, politi- the politics of it, you know, the alignments, the strategic alliances, Golf Australia... Who are they aligned to? You know, who are they going to? Who are they going to really align to? They're going to align to the. They're going to align to the PGA. 
you know, they want President's Cups here. And, and you know, you start to talk to that sort of part of the world and that it's not going to happen. PJ are going to say, the PJ are going to, the, the PJ sorry, the uh, PJ Tour, sorry, are going to yeah. wave the big stick and going to say, officiating bodies in Australia, you do that, we're out. There's no, no event, there's no, there's no. Yeah, that's not impossible. I mean, look, the only, the only thing that, if the if the PGA Tour speaks to the Victorian government and they're the ones that are paying for the President's Cup to be here, and yes, the PGA of Australia is, is going to be half involved in that, that would definitely be, go against them. Be more but golf Australia, I reckon. But golf yeah. Australia, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, you you would you would hope though that eventually they'll get off the pot and figure out who they are going to align to. And for a long time, they should have probably tied in with the European um, European Tour in a, in a heavier way or the Asian Tour because the PGA Tour is not coming here. Hmm. Um, the two events they used, we used to get from the Corn Ferry Tour, I think we used to have the one at Moona and then they had the one over in New Zealand and that was about all we got and as close as we got to a regular thing. Um, but, yeah, look, who knows? Maybe it, maybe it drives a result with the PGA Tour doing more and we go back to having a, a – even if it's a World Golf Championship here every second year or something – Something else would be good, but yeah, long term, don't know. Yeah, it it was more likely to change the face of a golf if if Australian golf if these guys that can't get onto the PGA Tour in a hurry want to get some shekels, go to the Asian Tour and then get catapulted into that in when it's in the states yeah. or whatever. That it's got more likely to do something for those guys now. Whether that has the effect and impact on eyeballs for Australian golf, probably not. It's going to help some people that we haven't really heard a lot about. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. What was the next question? Rocket, did you have a question? Rocket, did I yeah. answer that? Was that okay, that answer? I just want to check, get a yeah. sense check from, yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, this is from uh, Mr. Carter, um, Scott, Scott Carter, Carter, that is. Uh, one of Phil's qualities has been his honesty and no holding back on his point of view. Uh, since he's gone all respectful and private behind closed doors with his opinions, what becomes of his character in the golf world? Maybe you just answer the question there. It's just a character. That's what it is. Like, um, we don't. He's gone all respectful because he got absolutely hosed like he's never been hosed before in his life. And he's reeling from it. So the, there's elements of the true Phil that come out in some of his statements being interviewed. So the sideshow that is Mickelson will continue at a later date as, you know, we'll call it a little bit of water runs under the bridge. The things move along a little bit more and he builds his confidence back up. I am partway through the Shipnuck um, book and I'm, I'm listening to the audio version because I heard Alan Shipnuck talk about him recording it and I'm like, this sounds like he got a kick out of it. And I can say there's things about Phil in terms of the character off the field, off behind closed doors that we probably didn't get to know a lot about. And the way he does things, like you go back to that, what he did at the 2018 US Open, it's not a... <laughs> Maybe it's half planned how he does some of these things and it's just brash. It is in your face. It's unapologetic. And you're, you're talking really about has, the, you're talking about when it was at um, 
Shinnecock. Shinnecock, and he, he just whacked yeah, the ball four, off. Yeah, four, yeah, 14. Because that, that went back 12 years before that when it was last at Shinnecock, and he was scathing about the Greens when they let the USGA let them burn and, and go crazy there. Like, it went back to that. Oh, no, no, 2000. Two, there's, he was well within his rights on 2004. That was terrible what they yeah. did. They cooked him. Um, but, yeah, so... The respectful stuff is him licking his wounds because he got absolutely belted. He got belted and he's still reeling from it. I actually do think that that was, I don't think he was expecting the backlash that he got from all of that. And it's not about what he came out, what the shipnuck thing came out about. It was the, I think it was the public perception because I think he feels like Everyone, everyone's a fan of, there's a lot of people, right? You're either in the fill camp or you're not. There's kind of no middle ground and there's a big fill camp. I know because I'm, I'm in it. And what he did and how he's gone about it, he hurt a lot of people that are his fans and I don't think he really understood the ramifications and I think he's trying to come to terms with that. Because the other thing as well, he's, this, I don't know if you notice his clothes. There ain't too many sponsors on his shirts. No, well, he's totally blank. Like he's he's. It's like he's starting a, you know, the Phil Mickelson apparel brand, and you know his bag's blank. It's got Phil's little logo on it, and as his as his hat, and he just wears his trademark, you know, navy on black or black on navy or navy on navy, black on black, whatever. And uh, you know, just his gait and everything, walking around at live, you know, like he didn't play great. Um, yeah, he did look a bit flattened. Um, I'm also partway through uh, Shitnuff's book. You know, after you said you listened to it, I went and downloaded it on Audible and I'm up to about chapter eight or nine. And, you know, once again, you know, you're I'm not there yet. Well, you've got the savant like sort of knowledge of this and you've got, you know, you're part of the fandom of Phil. You know, I'm I'm not as entrenched. You know, Phil, another golfer, does great things, and I like some of the things that he says. I like the way he gets about it. I've, I've hated on Phil at times, but you know, when when you learn the history of how Phil has got to where he's got to, you know, you can see why he's been such an adored character. Like he he he, how he played the game, why he played the game, the way he went about playing the game. It just you just want more people to to enjoy the sport like that. Anyone, I I I. It's not even a rabbit hole one. Go and look up Phil Mickelson highlights PGA Tour. There's multiple videos. Just find the one where he it's the it's hailing on the course, and so he can't putt it. So he gets his lob wedge out on the green and chips it in for birdie. Yeah, who, who does that? Phil does. Yeah, and the moments that he's been involved in, which you, which are easy to slip your mind, and if you haven't been following golf for that long, you know you don't know. You know that at Pinehurst, that the Payne Stewart. You know when he lost there, and you know like that, his he was playing there, and Amy was about to give birth, and Bones has got a pager on, and they're stressing out because Amy's about to have a very difficult birth, and you know it was a challenging time, and he loses, and Payne grabs him by the face and says, you know, go and enjoy being a dad because it's the greatest thing you'll ever do, and you'll love it, and you know, and then they take on. There's all these things, and, and you think about those words that that. Payne Stewart said to him, and three months later, Payne Stewart is no longer with us. So poignant. Um, so I can only imagine, like, there's some juicy stuff. <laughs> Juice. There's a, term, there's a term that I learned, you know, so, you know, talking about Phil's gambling and, 
you know, obviously uh, that's a well-known fact. He's, keep the juice running. He's in the he's in the rabbit hole that he's in now because of this problem that he's had with gambling and and playing for too much juice, and and you know there's got it. There's you didn't play with Phil unless you want. Which he's which he's finally admitted. Yeah. What's part of part of this the revelation the rebirth I don't know what you call it but um you know you you played for juice you had to have some there had to be some juice but all the little stories the things they've done you know like pulling up beside uh, Hunter Mayhan in the car and, and winding the window down what. Oh, you know, sorry. I'm not up to there, so I'm taking the headphones off. I don't want to hear what you just said. <laughs> no, it's just a little. No, I haven't, a, I haven't read it either. It's just a little anecdote. You know, lucky. I'll tell you, Rocket. It's, it won't spoil it. Don't worry. He pull, you know, you, if you know, I've got to tell it the right way. Um, he pulls up beside Hunter. I think it was Hunter Mayhan. You know, winds the window down and says, hey, man, yeah, what are you doing? You know, you, you want to come for dinner with us? And, you know, Hunter says, no, I've got plans. It's okay. Thanks very much. He says, yeah, we're just going to take a drink out of this. And he holds up the claret jug. Like he's, oh, yeah, no, I heard that. Bit. Yeah, yeah. And driving around off. with the claret jug. Vroom. See you later. You know, like, so there must be some some juicy stuff coming, you know, as the as the book evolves. Um, crazy scenes at live, you know, which is well reported, ship not getting escorted out. And uh, you know Greg being there in the background, you know, standing over like the uh, the Lord Master. It was, crazy. It was in unbelievable scenes. You know, it wasn't a great look for Greg. Um, pretty obvious to say, easy to say that, and obvious to say. Um, you know, Shipmuck was there. I don't know if it was he there, media credited or not. Did you? He was. No, I don't think there's any accreditation. Yeah. He was there. He people had his, um, media, and they were just interviewing people. Yeah, he had a, a lanyard on, so mm. whatever. He wasn't like he was breaking any rules i'm guessing phil just went oh, i can get this guy out of here so i'll just tell someone to get him out of here and that was but it. the thing is though he could be in there and not answer his questions it's very simple yeah, yeah. So, oh, i think that that had enough of that by the sound of people but the, people. the thing the thing that the thing is though that when shipnuck sends a message to greg goes i don't know what you're talking about interesting yeah, this is what someone sent to me yeah and so shark standing over him like that considering what a particular regime has done with journalists that are dissenters towards the the empire. That is a terrible look. And second of all, the shark doing that and trying to make out that, you know, oh, I don't know what was going on when he's over his shoulder, he's a dirtbag. Mm. Like, because that's, you know, the shark tries to pride himself on being honest and transparent and telling it how it is and blunt and all this sort of stuff. That, that's that's just sneaky, dirty, dirty crap, right? If you, if you good. if you're gonna single someone out, do it like a man, not like some little troll in the background. You know, go back to your, go buy your Colorado ranch, and go back and swim naked on the edge of a lake or something like that, and ride elks Rocket. bareback or something like that. I don't know. Ride elk bareback. Rocket, what? just back to Phil, because yeah, clearly you know Alan was there to you know report on the golf, but you know he wanted to you know, continue on, you know, some cynics might say the promotional tour of his book launch. Um, by Who doesn't? Ge- yeah, by generating some controversy and, you know, he certainly did that. But he was there to do interviewing. Everyone, if, yeah. here's the thing, is like everyone knows who Alan, Alan Shipnuck is. Everyone knows who Phil Mickelson is. Everyone knows that the book's coming out. Him being there, he's, he's not a – anyone who thinks he's there trying to make a name for himself – Alan Shipnuck is comfortable enough in his own skin and reputationally he's one of the more honest and transparent people and has got a reputation that is um, unimpinged. Like what you see is what you get. 
and you don't get any BS. And he he tells his story. He he's unabashed in terms of the access that he's had to Phil and things things like that. And he's been trans he's been transparent with everything. So anyone that says that he's trying to publicize the book, he doesn't need to. The Live Tour and Phil do a good enough job for him anyway. So when you know when did the fall is it fallout between Phil and Shipnuck happen? What was you know, like, because everything, everything to me, like where I'm up to chapter eight or nine, seems like it's, if it's an unauthorized biography, it's doing a fairly good job of telling people that Phil's not too bad a fellow. He's got a couple of foibles, but, you know, he's not too bad. I think this is not the first one he's done on Phil, and he's known Phil, the family, for a very, very yeah. long time. And he talks about how he also, Amy is is a help of trying to, you know, we'll call it Phil Washy's his reputation, mm-hmm. Amy Washy's reputation. But the, where, where it came undone is because he's done, he's had these phone calls with Phil, right? And he's been not expecting Phil to actually go, look, I'm writing a book about you. Do you want to have a chat? And Phil's like, yep. And then Phil being Phil just went, and he said a few things and he goes, do you want, he said, everything you're saying, right? We're on the record right now. Do you want to be on the record? Or like he said, do you want to be on the record or not on the record? You know, what, what do you, like, be careful what you say because I'm going to write it if you don't say anything. And Phil just kept being Phil. And then when Phil came out about, then the stuff that's coming out about Saudis, and so the quote of, you know, I know they're scary MFers. So does Alan Shipnuck leave it in the book or take a bit of the book out before it's even launched and go, here's a really valid piece of journalism that I have and it only has a certain shelf life. And it's like, if you leave it in the book, it probably loses its impact or do you just go, do you know what I'm going to sacrifice a part of the chapter because this actually has significant value. And he put it out there because he goes, someone else is probably going to have this story. Hmm. I've got it. I'm going to put it out there based on what is happening with Liv and Phil and all the rumours and stuff. So, boom, puts it out and that's where it blew up. Okay. Well, I'm enjoying listening uh, to it so far. Um, It's just once it's another, you know, little web of all of this crazy time in in golf at the moment. Uh, I'm going to write a mind map of... uh, my theory on uh, where the PGA Tour could potentially get it right. I'll share it with you guys. And if you don't laugh me off the planet, I'll share it with the listeners. Um, but I, I do think that they, they need to change and they need to look at the big sports that do it well. Uh, and there's room for individuals because there's plenty of big sports that are team sports where the individuals are, are the stars, but it is a team sport. And there's opportunity for the lower ranked players, there's opportunity for the players under the lower ranked players to come in and replace the lower ranked players based on performance. Um, I think there's, I think there's something in it. But uh, yeah, Jay Monahan, you can re- call me. Uh, gents, what else? Anything else? Any other questions from the the uh, Discord? No, I should mention that that question we had about Aussie golf was from AB two three eighty eight in the Discord channel. 
Uh, in Discord, you can have an avatar type thing. You know, you get a little, little moniker and you can can be an AB2388 and, you know, you can tell everyone who you are or you can be Ross Flanagan or you can be M-Log Rocket or you can be Mike Creedy. You can be anonymous or you can be who you are. So um, whatever you want to be, no problems with us. Uh, okay, what else? That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. US Open Week. Oh, Rocket, are we going to get a chance? I to picked Spieth. You picked Spieth? Because I've run out of all the others. Oh, yeah. I'm taking uh, Maddie Fitz. Yeah. I've got to consider my um, next couple of picks first. I've got to see who I've got left. I'm not sure. I can't remember who I've got left. I, I, didn't, I didn't have too many left. Yeah, I know I don't have Cantlay. I'm not going to pick Rory. I'm probably going to save Rory for the Open if I haven't picked Rory already, and that's what I'm not sure if I haven't. I haven't looked at it yet. Which one? Uh, which Rory? <laughs> which Open? There's only one of them that performs no, in Europe. The Open. The one that head cover up there. I'll probably get the version two of that. Well, I'm there. If you guys want anything, uh, let me know. I'll probably pick up some merch if you want. I'll be there. Um, <laughs> I've got too much merch here. Yeah. We do. <laughs> um, none of it for sale. We've got, none of it for sale. We, uh, we will start selling some of this stuff. Got what about um, how are your push-ups going, guys? Yeah. I, got, I, I actually got an injury. Um, the last time I went to the gym, which was when the push-up challenge started, I pulled something in my uh, right arm, mm-hmm. um, which doesn't affect my golf swing, but affects that movement and that movement, and I'm struggling with the push-ups. The pool's all right. I did 1,200 metres non-stop in the pool tonight. and uh, Do squats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I'll do, I've been doing some squats. I need to back up the uh, – uh, yeah. Uh, not great. Need to lift. Lift. Uh, Rocket, how's your push-ups going? Oh, too bad. Today was a bit hard to get to them. Yeah, okay. Bit of, a, bit of a full day on board while I'm still the hamster on the wheel, keeping the lights on until the big boss comes back. Rocket, when's your birthday? Is it tomorrow? Is it today? Not today. You're kidding. Not today. No. When is it? Must be tomorrow. Now, if I'm looking at his face, it's, it's either tomorrow. It's between now and Friday. Have we missed it? No, we haven't missed it. It's coming up. It's the next couple of days. Oh, come on. When is it? When is it? It's the day before Phil's. Oh, well, Phil, we, we don't all love Phil like you, do we? Don't yeah, know, no, it? it was in the book. Phil's is like the 18th or something like that. Is it 7th? No. When's Phil? Okay, when's Phil, Rocket? Well, 16th. Yeah, so you're tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Rocket. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone will be listening to this on your birthday. And they'll be able to send you a cake. Look, if anyone does want to send Rocket a little gift, uh, you can send it to Drum and Golf Melbourne, 126 to 130 Franklin Street, uh, the city, and uh, I'll make sure it gets up to Rocket. I'll tell you who won't be sending you a cake, Gary Player. is not about anyone eating any cake and, and having any cake at all. That's, that's a conversation. What a dumb old peanut he is. <laughs> uh, everyone, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate you giving us your ear while we try and digest our interest and love for the game of golf. Big things happening Give me some feedback, what you want to see here and touch in Scotland. Um, I'm planning to basically put a microphone in front of anyone that I meet. You know, that's part of the plan. Uh, hopefully that can come off and we'll see if we can give you a real flavour of uh, the great country that uh, is the country of my parents' birth, is the country of uh, my wife's birth. So it's a pretty important place to us. Uh, congratulations to the Socceroos. Uh, I know we've got a couple of really big soccer listeners. PK up in Sydney. Uh, a couple of Socceroos are mad golfers. Jamie McLaren scored one of the penalties 
sent him a message, sent me a message back saying thank you very much. He appreciates all of the love of the uh, the golf community that uh, no Jamie's a uh, golfer. Natty Atkinson from uh, Harder Midlothian also played, loves a bit of golf. Well done, boys. It was great. And uh, we've got some football to look forward to at World Cup. It was great. Okay, we'll see you next time on the My Love of Golf podcast. Until then, see you then. Woo!